Welcome to the first ever edition of the Green Beige Fantasy Spot. As always, that is AJ. He's the Green. I'm Ken. I am the Beige. And this is something brand new for 2021-2022. So, AJ, we are talking fantasy stuff. We are looking at some exciting stuff for this season. And you and I, we have played fantasy now for a few years. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you give the introduction to those who have never done fantasy or don't understand the whole fantasy thing. Tell the folks what this whole fantasy gig is all about. Well, first of all, um, since I got into it, I've been hooked. I actually play this more than than like a, a fantasy Premier League. I don't even play fantasy Premier League. This is a lot more exciting. It is um, you go about drafting your team just as you would like a, an actual general manager of a, of a team. So there are, no du- there are no duplications. If you have a player, he solely is with your team. Um, yeah, you get points based on how your teams perform. Like there are different formats. Ken and I are in uh, a league that is purely offensive. So all we do is draft offensive talent. There are other leagues where you draft the defense and special teams. So you basically get points um, based on the performances of your players. Obviously, your skill positions are um, the positions that would give you the most points. And then you get supplementary points from from others, like your kickers, your defense. You have a flex spot. Um, Yeah, so it's just just a lot of fun because – you could actually have a great player on a very bad team and he would still give you loads of points every single week, even though his team could finish 0-16. You have to love it. So I remember, I remember back in the day, before I started playing this fantasy thing, I was very reluctant to play fantasy. Mm. I don't know if you remember this because we talked about this. I, I told you that my whole thing about fantasy was that it makes me have to root for players on other teams that are not my team. And because of that, it 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 gets you very into what's happening, not just with your particular squad, but with the entire league. Yeah. Now, yeah. as I have told you, I have one main rule that I tend not to violate when it comes to fantasy. (laughs) I don't pick players from the Falcons. I don't pick players from the Buccaneers. And I make one exception with the Carolina Panthers. I don't pick Mm -hmm. players from teams that I will want to lose every week. So for that in mind, for those (laughs) who have never played fantasy before, you don't have to follow my one rule. You have all 32 teams that are available to you to pick from. Correct. Correct. I personally restrict myself to 29 teams, 30 at the most. But that is that is neither here nor there. <laughs> now, for those who have been with us before and who follow our regular podcast, I made mention of a potential for a fantasy league, a show league, as it were. AJ and I, we play fantasy. We have, I'm in three leagues, two ESPN, one with NFL.com. And we enjoy, we enjoy fantasy a lot. 
and we thought we were discussing it among ourselves and we thought that it would be good if we could have a show league where viewers of the show who are willing if you are not a fantasy expert that is not a prerequisite for being a part of our show league and the only things that we are looking at is that because like i said i'm in three leagues i think it is another three or four we are in i'm in yeah, every league three. here he's in every league that i'm in i think he has a league that i am not a part of that's the one where i'm the two-time defending champ <laughs> so we are we are willing to take on an additional league with you our friends our fans our viewers so please reach out to us and let us know i think aj we haven't talked about this i guess we can figure this part out no on air um we how many teams would we would we want would we restrict this to a 10 team league i i like the 10 i like the 10 format i mean depending on how many i i, I for the most i would say 12 but if we could get 10 i would lock it off at 10 okay well because we as we were looking at how the league would be constructed in terms of the number of players and stuff 10 10 would be would be fine we would have 10 teams in our league um we will play for the entire 18 week season so where some leagues will end on week 17 we will go the entire distance of the nfl and we will use the espn platform because that's the one that we know the best and we will have it as a points per reception league i was just about to say add, add that yeah yeah we would do it as, that would definitely be more exciting yeah because the standard leagues and the standard scoring is a lot different like in our other leagues we would award like a yard well one point per catch whereas in the standard scoring you get 0.1 and you only really yeah. get actual points if you score that's dope yeah yeah so yeah so for the show league it will be a single quarterback league. We will have two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, and um, right, um, a kicker, a punter, and a defense. So it wouldn't be too hard. It wouldn't be too laborious. The only thing that you would really need to remember when you're drafting, and this is something we will, you know, we'll have draft tips that we'll mention as we go along, but you have to remember the bye weeks because... It makes no sense to draft your starting quarterback and a backup quarterback. Both of them have the same bye week because mm-hmm. when the draft is over, chances are there won't be much or many quarterbacks still available then for you to pick up to slot yeah. in. For that no one of note. <laughs> yep. Now, in keeping with quarterbacks, this week, because we are going to be looking ahead towards the fantasy season, um, as I said, it's going to be 18 weeks, which means we're going to have a 14-week regular season. And then our playoffs are going to be two weeks each. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have two rounds of playoffs, AJ? Are we going yeah. to our... two. Yeah, we have two rounds of playoffs. Oh, okay. And those two rounds then will give us who goes up for our fantasy championship. And of course, as we move forward, who is going to be a part of the league, we will announce 
the third week before the season starts, the third week of this podcast, because this will become every week as we do our regular show. Yeah. That third week, we will have we will announce who the names of those players, but well, the teams are, and who is running those particular squads. So that is something to to keep in mind. We will plug it again next week. Please, please, please reach out. Let us know that you're interested. Give us your email address. We will get the league set up. We will let you know when the draft is happening so that when that time comes, we are all ready for this show league. Yes, no, I love and 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 like you said before, sorry, just to add this in, mm-hmm. but like you said before, it it kind of gets you, even if you don't have a, a like a deep understanding of the sport itself, it gets you more involved and 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 you find that because you're following more, then you start to gain a deeper understanding of um yeah, just the nature of the of the sport and you know how how we go about playing it, um how be, be, because you'll be checking on your points being awarded and whatnot is it, it it does it does help it does help you to to grow into it sure now <clears throat> for this week and every week leading up to the season we are going to take a look at individual positions we're going to make you know some judgment calls and some recommendations based on certain positions so if you are now catching this for the first time as soon as it's dropping it might be a good idea to take a pad and a pencil or a pen. Make some notes because we are making mental notes going forward as to how we are evaluating everything. So, AJ, we are looking ahead now. Well, we have to look back to look forward. We're looking back at what happened in 2021, sorry, 2020 fantasy season mm-hmm. to forecast what we're thinking is much like or more likely to happen for 2021 this week we're focusing primarily on quarterbacks and tight ends now the top scoring player in the fantasy and this is according to standard scoring was josh allen quarterback for the buffalo bills who as we made mention of in the um show that we just recorded just got paid and he scored 405.06 points standard scoring mm-hmm. for PPR leagues. That number will be a whole lot higher. So, AJ, do you believe that there is going to be a quarterback this season who will be able to unseat Josh Allen as the top scoring player or top scoring quarterback in the NFL? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, I, th- I think that could happen this year. I, t- to be honest, they were they were neck and neck last year, and um, according to what I was seeing, is he could um, Mahomes could have usurped him um, if not for resting that final game. But you know the Chiefs usually, Chiefs usually wrap up their division by then, so he doesn't have to. But I just I think with with that new fortified offensive line, it could give him a lot more. A lot more room to 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 use those two weapons, um, the Kelsey and the and and the Tyreek Hill. Um, I think this could be the year. Yeah, I I don't know if I see Josh Allen having that same. Not saying that I think Josh Allen is going to be a downgrade necessarily. He'll still be 
worthy of fantasy, like high fantasy consideration. But just in terms of being the top um, quarterback, I think it'll be Mahomes. So I am actually more going with Josh repeating as the top scoring fantasy quarterback than anyone else usurping him. And the main reason for that is that when we look at the offense that the Bills ran last season, that offense was pretty much Josh Allen just doing Josh Allen things. Yeah, it was. It was. He, had, he had Stephon Diggs. With a little bit of Stephon Diggs, yeah. Was catching everything. And they've actually improved their um, potential offense production with the introduction or the bringing in of Emmanuel Sanders, a credible number two option to go with um, mm -hmm. Stephon. Mm -hmm. Cole Beasley, well, we'll see if he plays or not because, you know, he's been very outspoken with this whole um, COVID vaccine situation. Right. So right. we'll see what he does, but he was also a top option for them. And even if he is not there, I believe personally that is an upgrade with Emmanuel Sanders over Cole Beasley. So when you look at his <laughs> passing options, his passing options have gotten better. They haven't really, to me, done enough to address, address their running game issues. So that means that chances yeah. are they're running games. Be using is, them legs. Yeah, it's still going to be a lot of Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. And the fact yeah. is Josh Allen has proven to be a, a viable option using his legs, not just in actual football, but for fantasy purposes. So I do believe that when you put all of it together, this is mm -hmm. Josh Allen's to lose. And... You made mention of the division as well. Hmm. The fact is that the Chiefs, chances are, are not going to be playing starters in week 18. Yeah. yeah. So, because while the Chargers have improved some, the Broncos, we'll see. And the Raiders, we'll see. The Chiefs are still the creme de la creme of that division. However, with what has happened in the AFC East, for the Bills to repeat as champions, they will have to really put together some good performances. So from that perspective, I believe that Josh Allen is still going to be the number one scoring quarterback in the NFL this coming season. Okay. Now, when we look at the top five for 2020, the top five were Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson may or may not be playing that much this season. So, AJ, who do you see, besides the obvious Watson, potentially falling out of this top five? And who do you see elevating themselves into the top five? Um, sorry. So, go over that list again. You said it's... Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, number two, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Mm. Um, you said getting into who do we see getting into and falling out of? Yes, my guy Justin Herbert. I feel like I feel like Justin is in for a bigger year this year. Mm -hmm. I feel like Justin is in for a bigger fantasy year this year. Um, he's one of the guys I took a chance on in one of my leagues last year. It paid off to an extent. I don't I don't think I won that league, but I think I was in, in one of our leagues. 
but I've, I've, I I think he's on the verge. He's on the cusp. Not necessarily, uh, not necessarily breaking into, but probably breaking the the fifth spot. That fifth spot behind everybody else. I mean, there are other names, but he's the one who I I, I think could be a sleeper. To be quite honest. Okay, interesting. I I don't disagree with um Justin Herbert's potential of getting into the top five. No, I though no, let's just make sure we, we put the caveat out there. We're projecting everyone to be healthy for the yeah, entire season. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So when we and when we're saying that we're expecting them to be healthy for the entire season, then obviously somebody like Carson Wentz will not get a mention. Um <laughs> but, but we <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And if we're looking at availability, then Deshaun Watson would also not get a mention, which is why he is the obvious candidate candidate to fall out of the top five. Mm-hmm. There's a different name, though, that I have pegged for potentially reaching that level of production, being a top five fantasy quarterback. That's Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford has done great things in an abject situation in Detroit. Right. And now he's going over to play with Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams. There is lots of potential there. He has playmakers on the outside. He has a retooled or retooling running game because, you know, they just lost one of their running backs for mm-hmm. the season with a torn Achilles. Mm-hmm. But if the running game can't go, then that puts more on his arm. And we, if there's one thing we know about his arm is that his arm is very good. It's very strong. Yeah. He can get the ball out fast. And he can get it ball out far. So it's a good show. Yeah, my 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 candidate for breaking into the top five That's is okay. Matthew Stafford. Now, the last thing that I wanted to touch on where the quarterbacks are concerned is who do you believe um, for the situation, for their situation, mm-hmm. be it like new players coming in or players going out, who mm-hmm. do you believe has the greatest opportunity to jump and who do you believe has the greatest um, danger of falling this season? Mm. Um, with regards to falling well all right so let me just give you some Uh names to help Uh give you some context because um if you're just trying to figure out in terms of the motion and movement of the players it might be a little Mm -hmm. difficult if you don't know where they were last season so Mm -hmm. all right i'll just run through the top 32 it was josh allen Kyler murray aaron Rodgers, patrick mahomes deshaun watson russell wilson ryan Tannehill. Tom Brady, number eight. Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, that was the top 10. Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger, Matthew Stafford, Cam Newton at 16. Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Teddy Bridgewater, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Carson Wentz, Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow, Gardner Minshew, Mitchell Trubisky, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Taysom Hill, at 29, interestingly enough, mm. Sam Darnold, Andy Dalton, Tua, 
Tango Vailoa. Dak Prescott was 33. But of course, you know, he only played a few five games before he had an ankle break. Right. Right. So when you look at that listing, um, who do you believe has the greatest potential to move up? Um honestly, right now, I I, I don't even want to say Carson Wentz. I I I think Sam Donald, you know, because I just I think he's in a situation now where having Christian McCaffrey as, as a weapon is going to do a lot for his numbers. Mm. It's going to do a lot for his numbers. So I think I the greatest jump I could see is with him. Just just having having, yeah, that sort of weapon in McCaffrey, because McCaffrey, uh, and again, assuming that McCaffrey stays fit this season, because we know what happened last season, mm-hmm. he's going to be one of the highest scoring players in fantasy, in all of fantasy, right? Which mm-hmm. which in turn is going to help Sam Donald's numbers. So I think in terms of like making that jump, and that doesn't necessarily mean that I could see Sam top five, maybe, maybe not necessarily even top 10, but considering how low he was last year, like he, he ended most seasons, if not all seasons, on 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 um on the waiver wire, right? Or in mm-hmm. free agency or whatever. So um yeah, I definitely would say in terms of moving up a little bit, Sam Donald, because of that that weapon that is Christian McCaffrey, run CMC. Mm. All right, so I'll give you a chance to think about who you believe may fall. No, I but... can tell I can tell you that right now. Oh, I can go tell ahead. you that right now. That was, I was going to look at it. Russell Wilson. Mm. I think Russell Wilson's value. I think Russell Wilson's value is dropping. I, I am. I am not sure that I still feel confident in their offense enough. We know what Russell is capable of doing, um, but I, in in the offense and and meaning in particular to that offensive line, I'm, I I just don't know if I have that much faith. I think this year, um, what, what, can't even remember what they did. I mean, and you, I would, you would say that, and I would say that, and you would probably think that that means that Russ may have to do more. But I just think the offense is going to be worse generally. I think mm. the offense is going to be worse, and whereas he's going to try much harder, I think it it may be a bit too difficult, especially in their division. Their division is no, is you know what that division is in football now is arguably like like the the most well rounded and toughest um, to get out of. So. I don't have that much faith in Seattle's offense, so I think Russ, Russ's numbers may drop. Even even if it's a slight a slight bit, I think Russ's numbers drop. Okay, understood. That for me, that was a, a surprising pick. Um, Russell Wilson, he was the sixth-rated quarterback last season, and um, Sam Darnold was number thirty. So when you take those things into consideration, there is room for movement with both of them, especially with Darnold coming up from 30. Mm-hmm. I, now, I know I made I made the joke about Carson Wentz just now not being fit. <laughs> but if Carson Wentz actually could stay fit, I'm just going to put this out there. If he could stay fit, Carson Wentz could be a top 10 quarterback in fantasy based on what he has around him in Indianapolis. However, doesn't normally stay fit. So, therefore, he is not my pick for being um, the highest move or one of the biggest movers this season. Mm-hmm. He is going to miss some games. We know that. Um, I'm just looking through the list, and then my pick for falling 
for sure. Mm-hmm. Is the guy at number 12. He's in my division, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. I have Matt Ryan dropping because he no longer has his occasionally injured, but still security blanket in Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Julio's not there anymore. And yes, he may have brought in a rookie tight end in Kyle Pitts, who everybody believes is going to be fantastic. He's still a rookie. We haven't seen him play at full NFL speed yet. I don't see how Matt Ryan maintains his position as the number 12 rated quarterback in football. He is going to fall for sure. No, I know I made mention before of my big expectations for Matthew Stafford. So obviously then he will be my pick to move from 15 into the top five. Of course, you know, we, we have lost some veteran call, um, play callers this season. Philip Rivers retired. Drew Brees retired. They were 20 and 21, respectively. We have Ben coming back, who's supposed to be healthy this season because that was a bit of a concern. And, well, the 32nd rated quarterback, Tua Tungavaloa, he should be better this season as well. So we shall see. We shall see where the quarterbacks and there'll be lots of time for us to spend more time talking about mm-hmm. quarterbacks. But let's move over to the tight end position. Now, tight end is a bit of a feast or famine kind of position in the NFL. It is really good when you get great points from your tight end. It hurts when you don't get much points from your tight end. And there are not many tight ends that give you great points. That is just the reality of the situation. Mm. So the creme de la creme, the king of all tight ends last season, to surprise no one, was Travis Kelsey. AJ, do you think anybody gets close to or usurps Kelsey as the number one tight end in NFL fantasy this year? I... I... I think Darren Waller can get close. I don't think he's going to usurp him, though. I don't think anybody's passing Kelsey. Even um, even George Kittle, he could probably get a little closer this year, too. But the pass, uh, I think Kelsey's a lock at number one in tight end. I don't disagree. Um, the interesting thing where Kelsey is concerned is the fact that Kelsey, Kelsey is part of the what I believe to be the most dynamic offense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He is a yeah, player that has to share the, he has to share some of the ball and share some of the responsibility with others because you have the Mikola Harmons, you have the Tyreek Hills, you have the running backs, you have, you have lots of playmakers on this team. However, mm-hmm. Kelsey still puts up these ridiculous numbers every year. He played 15 games and still, according to this chart that I'm looking at, he had 36 more points than the second highest rated tight end, which was Darren Waller. So, yeah, I do believe that Waller can get close as well. Maybe the margin is not as significant. And also, Waller played one game more than Kelsey last season. Yeah, But I don't think that Waller surpasses Kelsey this year. And this is still Kelsey as the king of all tight ends. Now, 
who do you believe makes a big jump from where they were last season? And who do you believe falls out basically completely? A big jump. Um, listen, I have had the utmost faith in TJ Hawkinson since he got drafted. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you recall, but I'm pretty sure it was in our ESPN league, ESPN Insiders League. As a rookie, <laughs> this, this did not turn out to be a good move that season. But I, I took the chance. You know, sometimes you just, just had to go all in, take a shot. I, I actually traded, um, traded Mark Andrews. I drafted Mark Andrews, traded Mark Andrews for, for Hawk because I thought Hawk was going to be that good in his rookie season. His mm. numbers were very modest, right? But I think that, but he's, he has improved since then. He has, he has been improving since then. Um, according to the list you shared, he, he, was, he was fifth fifth on that list last season. I think he could be higher. I think he could, he could and, and in that top five, I expect Robert Tonyan to be a bit lower. Yeah, I expect Tonyan to follow to completely yeah. of that top right. five. Right. I think, I think Hawkinson would be higher. I just, I, I, and especially with the fact that Detroit, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a completely new system happening in Detroit now with, with a new, you know, change head coach, but they gutted the entire um, wide receiving room, Ken. There's not bringing in uh, to the point where now it's Brashad um, Perryman and Tyrell Williams who seem to be like the two receivers. Mm-hmm. Hawkinson would be more acquainted. And I mean, it's a new QB as well, yes. But I, I, he, he's been here. He's been here already. And I, I, I just think he has more to give. He's younger. He has more upside than Perryman and um, Tyrell Williams. He always has in fantasy. So yeah, a Hawkinson is who I expect to make a jump in into um the other three, like the Kelsey, the Waller, and then Kelsey Waller, Mark Andrews, um, and and what George Kittle. Those are like the four main names you would think of, right? But I think Hawkinson could get somewhere up inside that four. Antonian, like I said, I expect to be the one to drop out of the five. So either way, that's that would be my five, but I I, I Hawkinson could pass like Mark Andrews. He possibly, I don't know. Is I have a blind faith. I have a blind faith. Yeah, I I have not heard you this excited about um, <laughs> many players in recent <laughs> times. So yeah, if I I I hear you pushing your chips into the center of the table for T.J. Hawkinson. No, for me, there are lots of names here that. It's difficult for me to pick who I believe is going to be my biggest faller, honestly. Mm-hmm. And that is because I'm looking at the situations that some of these players have moved into. Mm-hmm. All right. The first name that jumps out to me is Rob Gronkowski. Gronk overperformed to be the eighth-ranked tight end last right. season. At no point in time did it look like if Gronk was the eighth-ranked tight end <laughs> last season. True. So just just, go, just goes to show the disparity in yes disparity in the <laughs> situation. Yeah. No, no, even like if we're looking at the points that, that were given, we had Kelsey, there's a 36 point gap between him and Waller, but then Waller between him and Tonyan is almost 50 points, which helps to illustrate the point I was making before that with the tight end position, you're hoping for the best, unless you get one of the elite tight ends. 
then you're basically just grabbing for whatever you can get. Yeah, now, yeah. so Gronk was my first candidate for falling out. Then there's Hunter Henry and John Smith. Smith was ninth. Henry was 15th. There's going to be some cannibalism that's happening there because the two of them are both with New England now. Mm-hmm. And while we are not that wild about the New England wide receiver room, the fact still remains that with these two there, they can't all get the same passes. So yeah. that's going to be a bit of a, a challenge. My, I would like to think that Taylor Higby, because he was pretty good last yeah. season. Yeah. I would like to think that Higby is a good candidate for jumping up this list, moving from the 16th ranked tight end that he was last season. My only concern with that is that when you look at the Rams offense in general, mm-hmm. it is a little difficult sometimes to pinpoint who is going to be that guy to, to really get the points. We know that Cooper Cup is going to get a lot of luck. We know Robert Woods is going to get a lot of play. We also know that the rookie wide receiver whose name escapes me know that they brought in last season. He was good for them as well. That doesn't leave a lot of room then for the tight end to be the big scorer. But well, I'm Van Jefferson. Yeah, I am I'm a little I'm a little concerned. Um mm-hmm. where he is where he is concerned. So if my my pick for who would be the big one to have probably the biggest jump would be Noah Fant. Because Fant was excellent yeah. when he was fit and healthy and his quarterback was not falling to pieces on him for the Denver Broncos. Fant has an extremely high ceiling and for me he will be somebody to pay attention to for this upcoming season. Yeah, as as you were talking, like I I his name had completely slipped me because like I said, I've I've had this faith in in Hawk for a couple of seasons now. Mm-hmm. But as you as you were talking, I was thinking, yeah, no fan, because he's actually someone I I I picked up off the wire last year. I because if I remember um correctly, he started off a bit slow. Yes, and then he did. as he was picking right, as he was picking up, I, I did um pick him up off of the wire and he was he was a good and faithful servant. So yeah, in terms of, of making a bigger jump, I agree. I think Fant will make a bigger jump from, um, was he at here? From 13? Mm-hmm. He will make a bigger jump because Hawk is already in that top five. So I, I think, um, yeah, Fant has a greater potential to, to climb more numbers. Yeah, the only the only caveat where Fant is concerned is, you know, his quarterback situation. His quarterback so, situation, yeah. Yeah, that's something that we will have to to pay close attention to. Now, folks, that is it for this opening round of the Green Beige Fantasy Spot. We don't want to take this one as long as we do the regular show. So we'll keep it short and keep it sweet. As we may have mentioned before, just a quick reminder, if you're interested in the Fantasy League to play with us, we would love to have you. Reach out, give us a shout, let us know. And we will have more on this next week as well. We will do our best to um, keep everyone updated as that is coming, as we have people who are interested and getting involved. And we're looking for eight players. 
because it's going to be the two of us. We're looking for it more. So let us know. Reach out. We will definitely love to have that going. And of course, that will give us great content as the season <laughs> progresses. So as always, and as we always, as we always end it, that is AJ, he is Green, I'm Ken, I'm the Beige, we will see you in the fantasy spot next time.